Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Grief with Grace. I am loving the weather in North Georgia right now. It is early June, and yet the humidity is so low. It's warm, but there's relatively low humidity, which is extremely rare for North Georgia at this time of year, or for Georgia anywhere, anywhere in the South, um, the Southeast United States at this time of year. So I decided I was going to sit out here to do my podcast episode for the week. Um, I hope that there's not too much noise from the traffic. There is a street behind me. We're just going to go with it though, because I love being outside. I mean, I talk often about the healing nature of where I live. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see all the green behind me. This is what has helped part of what has helped me heal so much over the past year or so since I've lived here. So let's get to today's episode because I have a lot to talk about and I want to try to do it in a relatively short amount of time. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief or who know there's more to life, but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. So recently I've been getting, you know, an idea, a spark of inspiration, a nudge, whatever you want to call it, a download um, about an episode, doing an episode around something called the butterfly effect. And you may have heard of that. It's related to something called chaos theory, theory, chaos theory, which I'm not going to go into. That's a whole other rabbit hole that if you want to research it, feel free to knock yourself out. Um, But the butterfly effect is really this idea that a small action, a small action somewhere in the world can affect something thousands of miles away. So for example, if a butterfly flaps its wings in say Japan, it can affect the weather in Iowa in the United States. I don't know. I'm, I'm just making up a silly example, but that's the idea behind the butterfly effect. And how this re- I want to talk about how this relates to us on a healing journey. You know, there is the notion, the, and I mean, it's been um, proven through science, through epi- the study of epigenetics. Again, a, you know, a rabbit hole I'm not going to go into on this episode, but if you want to go and explore that, but it's how we inherit things through our DNA. We also inherit trauma from our ancestors through our DNA. And so the question I'd love for you to contemplate as you listen to this episode is, how is what you are doing in your life affecting everyone 
in your family, and everyone who comes after you. Because what happened to our ancestors affects us. And so what, you know, they say that, they say that we, if we heal ourselves, if we heal one area of our lives or, you know, multiple areas of our lives, it can affect seven generations down the the path. I believe it's more than that, but we'll just go with seven for the, for argument's sake, right? So that's looking backward at it. But what about you right here, right now? What are you doing? that's going to affect future generations in your lineage? And is it something that's going to help them heal? Or is it going to perpetuate the trauma, the grief, all of that? And that can be a big question. It can be a really eye-opening question. And yet it's one I want you to think about and ponder as I talk through the rest of this episode. So I do have some notes here because this just all came through to me over the past couple of hours. And I just started making some notes. I really didn't do any research on this. Um, What I know about the butterfly effect is from things I've read in the past. And I think that's why I kept getting this download, this, this nudge from spirit, from my higher self, from spirit, from whatever, to do this episode, because I think it can really help a lot of you who may be stuck in the lower level energies of grief. Because if you can't, if you don't feel like you can heal for yourself, do it for the people that are going to come after you. To not do it is selfish in a lower octave of being selfish. There are higher octaves of being selfish that are about self-care. And I did an episode about that back in March before I took my break in April. Um, But if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your loved ones. And for those that are going to come after you generations after you. So it's really about the ripple effect right? It's like if you throw a pebble into a pond, it ripples out. And I have a lot of birds that that fly around here. There's a nest in that tree right there. And so if you see birds flying around, um, a wasp, in fact, there was a wasp flying around just as I was setting up out here. And I wanted to see what the spiritual meaning of a wasp is. Of course, I had no idea. So I Googled it. And I wanted to read this to you. It says, courage, facing life's challenges with bravery. One of the essential meanings associated with wasps is courage. These tiny creatures remind us to believe in ourselves and face our fears, even when it seems impossible. Even when it seems impossible. And I just thought that that was so prophetic and perfect for this conversation. So there are no coincidences. There was no coincidence that a wasp decided to fly around just as I was setting up to do this. So again, the ripple effect. What you do ripples out from you to your current family members, to the people in your inner circle, your closest friends, your closest coworkers, to people you meet out in society, to the people your family members meet, to the people your closest inner circle members meet and encounter to the people you meet in society, to the people that they then encounter. Again, it's that the idea of this ripple effect. So what energy are you putting out that they are then, that's then being carried out and having that ripple effect through people that you interact with? 
again, something to think about. If you are stuck in the in the depths of grief, that is a very different energy than if you are on a grieving journey and a healing journey, but you're taking the steps and doing the work and you can feel some mm, a connection to your loved one in spirit, connection to your higher self, have a belief in your healing work. Two totally different energies. Which one do you want to choose to have a ripple effect, ripple out from you? Only you can decide. Only you can decide. In my work, I have, uh, how do I say this? I have encountered women who are very deeply enmeshed in their grief story, in the victim consciousness. I am not judging them for that. I am not saying that's wrong. We all go through that at one point on our healing journey, sometimes at multiple points. The key is, can you shift out of that? It takes conscious desire to do that, conscious intention, conscious work, conscious steps, conscious action. But again, if you can keep doing this through the lens of what energy am I putting out into the world? What energy am I passing on to my ancestor, my descendants, I guess is the way, you know, future generations of my lineage, then it takes it off of you. And I believe that most people want to do good in the world. We want to leave a a good legacy, a loving legacy, a legacy of of hope and optimism and optimism and healing. Not one of guilt and shame and despair and trauma. And yet that's what most of us are currently leaving. So I've said for a long time, and I don't remember where I first heard this years and years and years ago, well over a decade ago, but there's this, the idea that small hinges swing big doors. You know, if you look at a hinge on a door, it's not very big, right? There might be multiple hinges, but there's that wasp. You can't see it. It's it's over to the right. There it goes. Um, There might be multiple hinges, but that hinge, those hinges can swing really big doors. And what that means for us is small steps lead to big shifts. Small steps lead one step after another, after another, after another, lead you to places you can't even envision. You know, when I look back at who I was when I left my marriage in 2008, I don't even recognize that woman. Don't even recognize her. I have grown so much. And I mean, even from 2008 until the end of 2018, I don't, you know, I didn't recognize at the end of 2018 who I was in 2008. What's happened in the last four and a half years since my son went to spirit is a whole other conversation. I didn't do it through some gigantic leap going from A to Z. I did it from going by going from A to B to C to D, sometimes back to B, you know, then back to C and D but I kept taking the steps. I didn't stop. Do I, do I freeze at times? Absolutely. I do. I have over the last couple of months with something I've been um, navigating, experiencing, going through, whatever you want to call it. Right. I could have, I could stay stuck in that. I don't want to, it doesn't feel good. 
And what I've learned is that by continuing to move forward, by continuing to reach out for help, by continuing to lean on the tools that I have learned over the last 15 years, I'm able to move more quickly back onto my path and back into my healing journey. There have been times over the past two months where I have been back in the throes of the trauma, grief, um, the shame, the guilt, the anxiety, you know, label it whatever you want, the lower level energies that we can fall into, the lower frequencies. But again, because I continue to take steps and fall back on what I know and what I have cultivated, I'm able to move through them a lot faster through this a lot faster. And so when you when you do your healing work, when you take one step, one just tiny baby step, that might be to get up and brush your teeth in the morning. Sounds really silly, doesn't it? And yet it can be so big for someone who literally doesn't think they can get out of bed. So honor that if that's you. If all you can do is Make a glass of tea for yourself, a cup of tea at the end of the day. The day, honor yourself for that. That is one small step that will have a ripple effect for you and for everyone around you, and again for your lineage. The small step you take today can hack. It can lead to significant growth over a period of time. Again, for you, for people around you in your in your life right now and for your lineage. The energy that you emit affects those around you and is encoded in your DNA, which then gets passed on to your your descendants. Even if, okay, I'm 63 years old, I'm not going to have any more children. And yet the work I'm doing gets passed on through my lineage because of my son and my grandsons, because they pick up on my energy. It gets transmitted to them by who I am being in any given moment. And so before I am with them, especially before I'm with my grandsons, I intentionally and very consciously raise my vibration, my frequency, my energy, so that that's what they absorb. That's what they embody as a result of being around me. And then they will pass that on to their children. So again, just things to be aware of and ask yourself, what are you putting out into the world? What are you expanding and through rippling out? And what are you then passing down to your lineage, to your descendants? And how are you healing or not your ancestors, the generations that came before you? You know, there's there's this buzz phrase or idea going around right now that I absolutely believe is true about how we are the ones that our ancestors have been waiting for to heal certain things in our lineage. I believe that with every fiber of my being. And so what is it in your lineage? And I realized this several years ago, long before Greg went to spirit, that I was here to heal certain things in my lineage. So what are you here to heal? And your ancestors are all around you, supporting you. It's, it's like you have this personal cheerleading squad around you. 
you know, because they know that you are the one to do that healing work. So again, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your ancestors and your your relatives in this life and your descendants. Something else I wanted to say about the butterfly that I just remembered, um, you know, so I'm talking about the butterfly effect, but I also want to talk about the butterfly because, you know, a butterfly starts out as a caterpillar and then it turns into goo and then it transforms again into a beautiful butterfly. So we start out as caterpillars in life. And then we become the goo when we experience these deep traumas and losses. And I don't care whether it's the loss of a partner, the loss of a parent, a child, um, a dear friend, um, a divorce, a career, whether it's sexual trauma, sexual abuse, emotional trauma, emotional abuse, you know, abuse you experienced as a child, whatever it is. We all have experiences that turn us into the goo. There's beauty on the other side of it. Your life won't be the same as it was before. The the experience, the event that turns you into the goo. And we have multiple events in our lives that turn us into the goo. But the butterfly doesn't stay in the goo. The butterfly continues to transform. It turns into the chrysalis. And then it blossoms into this beautiful butterfly. And so again, the small steps you take on your healing journey are the chrysalis. And then at some point you break out of the chrysalis and you blossom into the butterfly. That is within your power. You have control over that. You have the choice to continue to take the steps or to stay in the goo. So I believe that that is all that I wanted to say about all of that. Now, I do want to touch on something else. I have had the realization, well, this has been brewing for a while, but um, it's really come to the forefront over the past couple of weeks. I have tiptoed around a lot of things on this podcast over the past three years, and maybe it's coming up now in the podcast because this month is the three-year mark of the podcast. I was told a little over a year ago by a mentor that I needed to be more provocative, take a stand, like plant a stake in the ground on the podcast and be more provocative in the podcast. I pushed back against that. Part of that is found in my astrology chart. I am a Libra moon and Libra is the sign of justice and and like wanting to be the mediator, the peacekeeper. And there's that wasp again. Um, you know, I want everybody to get along. I don't like conflict. I don't like strife, I don't, which is part of why the past two months in my life have been so, so much more difficult for me than, than they might be for somebody else. Um, And yet I'm being called to take the podcast to new places, to take a stand for my passions, for my knowings, for for what I know can help us heal in different ways. And so I will still be doing interviews with, I have a lot of interviews lined up to do over the next several months. I mean, I have 
I have a list of people who want me to interview them that I don't even know how many, I'm probably up to eight or 10 or 12 by now. I will continue interviewing people, but I'm also going to be doing some like mini series on some things, on some topics that I'm passionate about because they're things that we need to heal as women. And I may lose some listeners by doing this. And I'm okay with that. As hard as my Libra moon wants to say, no, don't do that. Don't go there. You know, you want everybody to like you. I'm not going to grow as a soul if I don't step this up. If I don't start going into these provocative areas, my rising sign. And if you don't know what that is, it's the sign that was on the Eastern horizon at the moment of your birth. My rising sign is Sagittarius. And it's so interesting because I'm actually recording this on Saturday, June 3rd which is the day the full moon is in Sagittarius. So there are no coincidences. I didn't even connect those dots until just now. However, and this will be released on June 8th. So just a few more days after I record it. But, um, you know, Sagittarius is a fire sign. So I do have that fiery part of my personality. And your, your rising sign is like, it's like who you are becoming. It's who your soul wants you to evolve into in this lifetime. And so it's kind of like the blueprint, the, mm, it's like when you're in school and you sign up for different classes, right? You want to learn about certain things. Well, I want to learn how to explore all the things about Sagittarius. I can't do that by staying where I am. I can't do that by staying safe. I have to get out of my comfort zone. Again, my Libra moon is not excited about this wants me to run back to, you know, doing what I've been doing. I'm not going to grow and evolve as a soul if I do that. And it's not going to help you. Those of you who are listening, who resonate with me, the ones who email me and message me on social media, I know who you are. I see you. I feel your energy. And I want to stretch you while I stretch myself because we need to we need to go to those uncomfortable places if we are going to help heal ourselves and heal those around us and heal our lineage and help heal humanity. There's no coincidence that we are here at this time in this space, having had the experiences we've had, if we were not called to do this work, call it being a light worker, a way shower, a star seed, whatever label you want to put on it. I don't care. They all apply. They all apply. But it's a different way of being than what we have been over the past several decades. And that's part of what I'm going to be talking about in the first mini series that I'm going to do. So I think that's all I had to tell you today. It's all I wanted to share. But yeah, you're going to see some changes in the podcast as far as my energy, what I talk about, what I share. I'm going to be going to some edges edges for me and hopefully edges for you. And hopefully we, by doing this, we can grow together and heal together and help raise humanity together because there's a lot of healing that's necessary in this world. I'll probably talk about this. Sorry, someone's starting a car. Um, I'll probably talk about this in one of the upcoming episodes, but I just lost my train of thought. It'll come back to me. I know it will. Okay, it came back to me. Um, we can't heal the issues in society if we aren't doing our own healing work. 
And so when you see people out protesting and demonstrating and screeching and screaming and, and all of that, that's the wounded um, archetype in that person. And they're not doing their healing work. You can protest, you can march, you can be an activist. If you are doing your healing, your own healing work that will then affect whatever cause you're trying to heal, whatever cause you're trying to shine a light on. But most people are out demonstrating and protesting and and all of that from a wounded place who are not doing their own healing work. So it's not helping to heal anything else. All you see, all you feel is the anger, the pent up anger that they're carrying from generations back. And I'm not being, I'm not trying to be judgmental or critical or anything. It's just that doing it from that space, that energetic space isn't going to change anything. We need to begin doing our own healing work. And again, I don't say that we have to be completely healed to then go out and effectuate change and shine a light on different issues, but we have to be on our own healing path to be able to do it from a healing space, not a healed space. Because again, I don't believe we're ever completely healed in this lifetime from a healing space. That's when people will listen to us. That's when our voice will be amplified in a way that people will actually hear us. And not shut us down, not tune us out, not ignore us, not turn away, which is what is happening in most of society today. So, again, that will probably come up in some future episode. But for now, I think that's all I have for you today. So, I'm going to go enjoy some more of this beautiful weather. I think I'm going to take my little dog for a... No, he's asleep over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take myself for a walk and just enjoy the beauty of nature. And if I walk up that way a little bit, I'm away from the road. It's peaceful. It's quiet. I mean, it's peaceful and quiet here. You may not even hear the road noise. That's okay too. Um, but just enjoy the weather before the humidity sets in in this in the southeast. And uh, so, until next time, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.